0: to this damn show damn it the napping through happy hour podcast brought to you by geekscape real life real drama real time i'm gary snooze that's the ad that's, that's the ad that's the ad
1: And welcome to Horror Movie Night My name is Matt and I am joined as always by Scott and Adam We all agreed that if it was a three-man fight to the werewolf display, because we all have some questions regarding wolf cocks that (laughs) need to be answered. Uh, Bearing that, Adam would head for the killer lumberjack, because he'd fit right in with them. Scott would head to the vampires, because he already eats people and wants to meet vampire girls. And I would head to the phantom display to infuse the place with some more contemporary music. And we are (laughs) discussing waxwork as picked by our co-host, Scott. Scott, why did you pick waxwork?
2: Why wouldn't I pick Waxwork is the better question. This is very <laughs> Man, this, true. <laughs> this movie kills. I love this movie. Um, this is the, not the first time I've seen it. I've seen this movie like probably ten times now. Um, and uh, it's just fantastic. Everything about this movie is just ridiculous, totally over the top. And it, it does not need to be like too tongue-in-cheek while still being tongue-in-cheek and funny. So... uh. I don't know. It has something to do with those '80s horror flicks that were kind of, uh, kind of meta, but you know, still endearing without being fucking annoying. So, uh, quick little, quick little story time. The first time I saw it, it was on uh, like Channel Eight or something, whatever. One of the the main um, local TV channels are here in northeastern Ohio. I was, I think, twelve or thirteen. And it was a Sunday afternoon in November, and uh, there are these two guys named Big Chuck and Little John. Uh, They're pretty famous in the area, and they would always do, you know, like, matinee horror and, like, crappy sci-fi flicks on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. I don't know if it was both or just Sunday afternoons, but um, I was home alone, um, and I watched this movie, and I turned it on right before the werewolf scene, and... uh, it was super intense for, like, 12-year-old me, and I had to, had to like, after it was over, I had to go outside and catch a breather and everything like that, but I can just remember, I was like, man, this movie is, this movie is really intense, and I, I don't think I saw the rest of it at that time, and then, you know, I saw it again in high school, and, and uh, I've watched it, I don't know, every couple years as an adult, but um, every time I appreciate it more and more because it's it's a really fun movie, I think. I just, I really love this movie and and it had been a couple of years since I had seen it last and I watched it yesterday for the podcast and uh, yeah, I, this is probably the best pick I've ever done in the entire, what, three years that we've been doing doing this, uh, this discussion group.
1: Well, I always remember that this movie had like the coolest VHS cover.
2: Ah, uh, it's good but I don't know if it's the coolest. I think that in my time, like, being a horror nerd in the last or five years, I've seen better ones that I never knew about.
1: But I, as far as like being a twelve-year-old walking through the video store in the horror section, this was definitely one of those covers that I always got sucked over to because it had that little tattoo guy with the open door and like all these weird, twisted wax faces behind the door and shit. Like it was a really cool VHS cover. Um, I actually remember I rented this for like a, a birthday party sleepover because uh, I was born October, so pretty much every birthday party sleepover was horror movies. And, um, yeah. we didn't, I, I remember we didn't love it back then. Like we thought it was okay, but I, I don't remember liking it that much as a kid. And then I revisited it in college, like using Netflix when Netflix had first come out. I'm like, oh, waxworks on Netflix. Let me, uh, have them send that to me so I can rewatch it. And that's when I really fell in love with the movie. Um, cause I got more of the humor and I, I appreciate it a lot more of the pacing Uh, But before we we blow this movie all over the place, let's... uh Jump into what the movie is actually about. Um, so the the movie starts off with this uh, pretty sweet theft scene that involves a dude's head being shoved into a fire, um, and then immediately credits. <laughs> it pretty much
2: sets the stage for the entire movie because there are a lot of there's a lot of head trauma in this movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, really, no shit. And we get some sweet some sweet like big bang uh, or not big bang, but big band music at the beginning there.
1: The yeah. music throughout this movie is is pretty awesome because it's definitely yeah. like purposefully not, um, not seen appropriate a lot of the times, and I kind of dig that. Yeah, uh, we're slowly introduced to our our main teenagers, uh, as well as this wax work that uh is owned by. He tells the girl his name's Mister Mister, right?
3: <laughs> no, that it's not necessarily that he's telling her that he's like flirting with her. And when she calls him mister, he says that kind of like incredulously, like, oh, you're calling me mister.
1: So he wants to take some broken wings and learn to fly again? Yeah, exactly. Kyrie eleison, (laughs) through the darkness, I must travel. (laughs) I'm so glad that we both were like, (laughs) mister, mister songs. So (laughs) I have to say that these teenagers are like some of the most obnoxious teenagers in a horror film since Ghoulies. Dude, but it's the on purpose.
3: fucking worse, so bad.
1: <laughs> it's on purpose though, so it's okay. No, no, it's totally on purpose. I would never say that it wasn't, but yeah, they are like super fucking annoying. Um so that, that like it's kind of good cuz it immediately sets you up for like, man, I can't wait to see some of these fucking kids just go. Uh but then so so they go to the wax work after the flirty scene with the Mr. Mr thing. Um And two of the teenagers end up discovering that if you cross the velvet rope at the waxwork, you actually enter into the display, which causes the one guy to get attacked by a werewolf and then shot by a werewolf hunter, and the other one to end up in a castle full of vampires. And uh, I like how they kind of become part of the waxwork display. There's that really cool transition where he gets shot and then... Like, he's laying on the ground dying, and it's almost like it freezes for just a split second before it zooms out and you're back in the wax work. Like, it was a really cool cut. Uh, and this movie is actually filled with really, really well-done cuts. Um, the,
2: it's You know, it, it really struck me this most recent time watching it that the budget for this movie was way higher than I ever realized. Like, I always was like, oh, man, this is just like, you know, some B-horror movie. But they threw a crap load of money at this movie, I think.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's a really, really well done practical effects. That's probably the high point of the movie is that they just they shoot their wad all over the fucking practical effects, and the head squashings, the creature designs, everything is like, they're going full tilt.
1: Well, and it's, um, both of these scenes are pretty fantastic. Uh, the, the werewolf scene has probably the biggest laugh that I've gotten out of the movie, uh, where the werewolf... Dusts off his shoulder after being hit yes. by a chair. <laughs> I love sassy
2: werewolves. I think that <laughs> sassy werewolves are quite possibly my favorite horror trope. I mean, because they're they're most vamp or most uh, werewolf movies seem to have that one little like, oh no, you didn't kind of move. It's fucking great.
1: Uh, well, the, and the vampire sequence is pretty awesome too because there's just so much blood and there are so
2: many great lines in that
1: <laughs> and then the uh i i love the um impaled into the uh champagne bottle scene oh yeah, yeah
3: that, was was that was ridiculous so, that was so ludicrous
1: it was so ridiculous but so <laughs> glorious at the exact same time
3: apparently that scene was supposed to be like three times as bloody as that but so much of it got cut out by the mpaa like uh,
2: I would love yeah. to see an uncut version of this film. Holy shit.
3: Apparently the crew said that it was the bloodiest thing that anyone's ever put on screen, and obviously not in the final version that we see, but uh, yeah. And also
2: not now that Quentin Tarantino has been making movies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: At the time. Fuck, why did I just make a, a, a reference to Quentin Tarantino in my own movie pick? I feel like such a fraud.
1: <laughs> uh, so one of the things that's kind of um, that I realized is really depressing and says a lot about me... Is that uh David Warner is in this movie. He plays Mr Mr. AKA Lincoln. Um, Even the T G R I guy. Well, okay, so this dude, if you look at his credits, he's got such an impressive film career throughout his life. But the only thing I remember him from when I watched this movie was my best friend is a vampire. Which... Oh
2: that, that, that's that's something about you, not not him. Okay. <laughs> oh no so no, no, that's, no, that's
1: no, that's one hundred percent me. Um <laughs> all right, so so at this point we've discovered we've I mean, we kind of already knew this, but we now know that Mark, um, who's Zach Galligan from from Gremlins, is the main character. Uh, so he informs two police officers that he suspects that some shady things are afoot at the waxwork. Uh, so the one officer goes into the mummy display while the other is killed by the butler. And that leads to this amazing sequence where Lincoln yells at the butler and he just <laughs> immediately starts crying.
3: <laughs> like... He breaks down and sobs. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy, this guy is like seven foot five too, and it, he's like collapsed in a chair, like weeping like a child.
1: It, it literally would be like comparative to like if Gomez Adams yelled at Lurch, and Lurch just started crying uncontrollably. Yeah, that's
2: definitely the the implication. There, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> um, so it turns out, and this is okay. So the thing that's great about this movie is that. The plot line actually gets way more complicated than it has any business being, but it's so much fun that it doesn't really matter, because it turns out that Lincoln is the person in the beginning of the movie who shoves the guy's head into the fire, Um, and because it's a movie and the screenplay writer feels like this is the best route to go, that man also turns out to be Mark's grandfather. Uh, So Lincoln stole a bunch of artifacts of the 18 most evil people that have ever lived (laughs) <laughs> and uh, made wax statues in their honor, and that they have, if a soul is sacrificed to every single one of those displays, then it will lead to some type of voodoo end of the world. Which just sounds so ridiculous saying that out loud that entire it, it, it's
3: Also, It's also not actually what's happening in the fucking movie. That's just <laughs> not at all.
2: <laughs>
1: Okay, so so, so... Wait, wait 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 wait. Adam, do we
2: okay. talk about that right now or should we wait for Matt to finish his little synopsis? No bit? no no let yeah, me yeah. correct we'll
3: let him... me
1: correct me where I'm
3: wrong here. No 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 it Matt's not wrong. The movie is wrong. So <laughs> oh, yeah yeah <laughs> It says that, but that's not true. That's not actually what's going
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 final battle in this movie is fucking incredible. Uh, so basically all of the wax works have been given to different souls and so they all come to life along with all of the people who've been killed in those waxworks, and it's just this full out fucking battle sequence. Uh it's and then at genius. the end. What would you say?
2: It's genius and there's so many nods to so many other movies. I mean the, the the best nod I think is the nod to Little Shop of Horrors because that movie is only a couple years old when, this, two years when old this when movie this is made. out. 2? Yeah. So that is like a super hyper meta nod that they're like, hey, this is a recent movie that was pretty popular because it even says "freed me" and she tosses a dude in it and then like well, dusts her hands off, you know? Like, oh, that's just so goofy. I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm sorry to anybody watching this movie that didn't watch it as a kid because I, I, I don't know. I feel like. So much of what I love about this movie is just bound up in that time, in the 80s in particular, and and it's just not fair. Like, there's no way for me not to just fucking lose my shit about how great this film is.
3: Well, listen, I watched this for the first time today. Uh, I'd never seen it before but I love stuff from the 80s so much and I got all the references that were in here and it was just so cheesy and fun and ridiculous that I I have no I loved it it was fucking great.
1: Well okay so so the very end of the movie the everything is saved except for this zombie hand that crawls out of the rubble and I'm pretty sure that this ties into the sequel but I yes, don't remember right. how or why.
2: The, the, the Some girl gets attacked by the hand at the beginning of the sequel. I'm assuming it's Sarah's character, the brunette that makes it out. Um, but it's been so long since I've seen the sequel. And I don't think I ever actually watched the entire sequel because it's... Pretty
1: god-awful. Well, No, it's. I wouldn't even say it's god-awful. I think it's just a very mediocre sequel to a really good movie, but people yeah. fucking love it for some reason. Like, Waxwork 2? I've, I've seen people rate Waxwork 2 higher than Waxwork 1, and I feel like the only reason is because Bruce Campbell's in it, so they feel like they have to give oh. it all this praise. fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. That's so stupid. Because it's not that amazing. It's not that great. It's a, it's a perfectly fine comedy, but it doesn't even feel like an actual sequel to Waxwork because it's all about time travel. Um. Anyway, uh, according to Wikipedia they said that this is the first ever self-referential horror film and I don't even think that's like moderately true. Self-referential? <laughs> yeah.
2: Like it references stuff that happened earlier on? Isn't that just called story writing?
1: Well, I think they mean like, or like self-aware or, or Oh, like stuff. kind of meta Yeah, but that, it's that, absolutely yeah. not. Like, <laughs> No, no, not at all. Like, I would say, like, the Abbott and Costello movies would have been, uh, Super referential, you know, yeah. Or, I mean, even if you just want to stick with, like, 80s horror movies, like, 81, I think, was when Student Bodies came out, and that was already doing, like, the meta thing with slasher yeah. films, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, Wikipedia, cool. not a good source for information today. <laughs> this must be why I wasn't allowed to use it as a source in college. <laughs> be. Because of your essay on... Damn it, I didn't get you honors in lost-
2: my <laughs> senior thesis because I used... Fucking Wikipedia as my number one source when I was writing about waxwork.
3: <laughs> you do you use Wikipedia? I usually just get my my maid to write my essays for me. <laughs>
2: Dude, how hard would that have been to write sixty pages on Lithuanian uh, Lithuania in uh, like Nazi occupation? in the 80s. Like, you couldn't bullshit that. And okay, she's so like, I know speak good English, and then she speaks fine English to him. That's what broke my suspension and disbelief. Sorry, say, guys.
1: So, speaking of, uh, speaking of Nazis <laughs> in this movie, there's something that doesn't sit right with me, whether it's a college class or a high school class, about just, like, a Nazi flag just, like, on display in the middle of the classroom. Um, yeah, that's odd.
2: But let's really, I mean, in the grand ridiculousness of this <laughs> film, I don't know if that really even should be a blip on your radar yeah.
1: the only other note that i have is i literally just have written in quotes suffer i'm living in america <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i mean we can go on to the notes because i'm pretty sure notes are going to be pretty silly right now
1: about 50 percent of this discussion
2: <laughs> it's just notes yeah. um yeah adam you, you take it away and i'll just add a add in what i uh what i really need to say about this flick
3: yeah, because I pretty well break it down like scene by scene, because like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, like, you go display, 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 right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Notes, 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 notes. All right, so notes on the Vax book. <laughs> Welcome
2: to the reaction.
3: We <laughs> <laughs> were expecting more. Mm. Mm. Um. <laughs> okay, so fireplace death is fucking hilarious, but it's like happy birthday to me, levels
2: of bad. It's dude, just... dude, wait, 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 pause. Let's... Keep a running tally while you're doing this of all the fucking head trauma that happens in this film.
3: <laughs> you know what? I know you told me, you told me like there was going to be like a lot of decapitations and stuff, and I meant to mark them all down. I like I lost track. <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah, there were so <laughs> many. Yeah, it's, it's
3: it was too fucking many, man. Okay, yeah, it's like happy birthday levels of bad, right? Like, because his face goes in the fire and then immediately cuts to the guy running around and stealing stuff from the cases. So we're... I mean, the way it's cut, it looks like he pushed him in the fire and then immediately walked away from him. Why didn't he just take his fucking head out of the fire? (laughs) Like, I can't... Never mind. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, The the first acting in this scene where they're at breakfast, it, like, really sets the tone for how the acting is going to be in this movie. And it's bad. It's really fucking bad. It's, like, self-aware bad, but still, like hard to watch, though, because it's really fucking cheesy bad.
2: And I really could not give two shits about the interpersonal relationships that happen in this movie.
3: Oh, I don't care either. Just get to the waxwork, Start getting yeah. killed. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of stuff to say about, like, character development later on, because they did some weird fucking shit in this movie.
2: But uh, hey, the best part of the character development is when the, the main dude, whatever the hell his name is, uh, is like, anyone else want a drink? And he's supposed to be a rich guy, but he holds up, like, a fucking colonial club leader or whatever, and I'm like, dude, really? You couldn't splurge for something better? Come on. Uh, I got old English, sorry, if anybody <laughs> wants it. <laughs> Malt liquor is how us college, rich college students roll.
3: Yeah. So then he takes, like, a four-ounce shot of coffee and leaves the house. We finally... We meet the girls. Uh, one's a virgin and one's slutty. Uh, taken <laughs> to the utmost fucking extreme that you can imagine. Um...
2: But those eyebrows, though.
3: Yeah, those fucking eyebrows, man. Dude,
2: watching this in 2015 was basically like looking at my Instagram feed. It is insane. Like every girl dresses like that now.
3: Where it's it's come back around full circle, man. The the dude that's running the wax work looks like he's dressed like Willy Wonka when we first meet him, and he's got oh yeah, we have uh, the Nazi enthusiast college professor, which is just a weird little added touch in there. It's, supposed to be funny but I was and that made me feel awkward I was like why would you even show up to this fucking class (laughs) with this weird slow motion football scene that's intercutting uh like the conversation that they're having on the bleachers yeah but it's like it's like the weirdest football I've ever seen people are getting (laughs) like vaulted into the air and just doing all this crazy shit
2: and I thought that it was gonna be foreshadowing for something else it's not no, nope,
3: not at all. It looks like it's a bunch of gymnasts did football, and they're all like flipping over each other, doing they're, like, like
2: fucking plies and shit.
3: <laughs> I oh well, his the main character's name is Mark, right? Yeah. Okay, so Mark. Uh, it's just random, random thing. Mark says, "Does anybody got a match?" And China is like, she's basically she's like, "Go fucking fuck yourself, you fucking piece of shit." I was like, "What? <laughs> Where did that come from? What the fuck?" <laughs>
2: all the, the quote unquote friends are so nasty to each other that I, I I feel like they all must be autists because they like can't have any other friends to hang out with or something I have no idea why they even spend time together
3: the the only semblance of friendship I saw was like when the guy kept going this man's in pain let's stop talking about it and then he'd bring the convers- conversation back around to it again I was like what the fuck are you doing what a <laughs> shitty friend you are suffer that's a bad religion album um (laughs) it's a good
2: bad religion album it is i think it's
3: the best one there's absolutely zero reason that they should be fucking scared of this waxwork place there's nothing to indicate that they should be scared of it it's located in the suburbs um it's a fucking mansion and it's a weekday night why are they (laughs) so scared (laughs) what are they worried about i love that little midget guy I love him so much. <laughs> I wanted him to be a bigger presence in the movie, but
2: dude, he's only four two. <laughs> no,
3: that's, dude, that, that's being that press press. lucky if he's four two, man. Yeah, I think
2: he might be three two. Uh, but by the way, the part where he freaks the fuck out on the lurch wannabe, he's like, "I only come in when you when I ring you," and he like screams at the guy. Oh, uh, I just loved it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs>
3: it's so good. man. So then we are, we're in the actual waxwork, and we're seeing some of the displays, right? Every once in a while, they would do a close-up on one of the displays, and they would be moving very slightly. <laughs> you can see <laughs> yes, oh, yes. arm so waver. Funny. Yeah, you'd see, like, an arm waver, or somebody's head just, like, tilt a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, is breathing. that. There's
2: a lot of breathing. You know, yeah. I wanted to... I, the first two or five times I saw it, I noticed it this time. I was like, hey... It, did they just do a really bad cut? And then I saw them do it all the time. I'm like, it must be in. It must be on purpose. Do you think it was that it was intentional?
3: I thought I thought it was going to come back later. Like I mean, obviously they all are alive at the end, but also they are all made of wax. So it wasn't until the the magic happened that that brought them to life. That they weren't made of wax anymore. So no, I don't think it was intentional. Or the screenwriter just fucked up. On the IMDb trivia, it says that the guy that wrote this wrote it in three days. That he did a bang-up job
2: for <laughs> writing that in three days. I couldn't write a good this good of a movie in three days. Uh, he has a couple of plot holes and stuff in there, but that's... How uh, it. Who cares? We're not watching this or fucking Wolf Cop for plot holes. <laughs> we just had this conversation on Facebook earlier.
3: All right, so uh, the first display is Wacky Werewolf Cabin. I hate this kid. I hope he dies soon. He the does. hunter. The, yeah, he does within the next three, four minutes, so that's good. Um, the hunters come in, and they see this werewolf running around, and the one hunter turns to the other hunter, and he goes, quick, give me the silver bullets. <laughs> that's it. That's as much emotion as he can muster for this
2: one. Note to <laughs> self, don't do quaaludes right before fighting a werewolf. And then,
3: and then they drop <laughs> they drop the bullets, and they're both just like, ah, fuck, now we gotta pick those up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just nothing, so nonchalant, not worried about this. Well, they were nonchalant, until that one got split right down the fucking middle, and he was freaking out, Jesus.
2: That might be the best werewolf kill I've ever seen.
3: Oh, it's so good. It starts as just, like, a head crush, and quickly blossoms into, like, a right fucking top to crotch, just rip right down the middle. Yeah, that was good. And then, uh, the wolf gets shot and the kid gets shot, and I don't know. I was kind of like fizzled out there, but it was okay. Uh, we are second display. China's going uh, to a fancy vampire dinner party. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess later on you realize that they're like hypnotized into wandering into these displays. They can't really yeah. stop themselves. I mean, it makes you think like, oh, the guy lost his lighter, but uh, I mean, he would have gone in there either way because he kind of being entranced into doing it um, but i was still trying to figure out why she moved into the display and as far as i could tell she was going to like molest that wax model that was her intention she like looked at him and she's like oh hello handsome looks left looks right she goes ha ha and steps over the <laughs> rope i was like whoa what the
2: fuck are you- <laughs> so i just want to say that the vampires in this movie are a bit there's there's a bit of creative license as far as that, that lore goes because I don't know any vampires that eat raw meat. I mean, maybe it's just a vehicle for the the, the sauce makes the dish comments and, and just a kind of a gross out piece. But that always kind of struck me as a little odd. I mean, I think that's hilarious because I love when he's like, yes, steak tartare. <laughs> I love when he's
0: like, it's a little salty. Yeah, <laughs> that's...
2: That's not all, it's a little salty.
3: <laughs> they ask her if she likes raw meat. Uh, from what we've learned about this character throughout this movie, I'd say she loves it. Um... Yeah.
2: <laughs> and she, she eats the whole thing. Like, that's fucking gross, man. That's
3: my next note, man. I'm like, vampire shit aside, all this shit aside, there's no way that chick just sat down and ate like a pound of raw flesh. Like, it was nothing. Like Even, she... <laughs> even if
2: it was only a half pound, maybe like a cup and a half. That's pretty fucking gross. I couldn't get through that. Fuck that. Obviously, neither could I. So let's commiserate.
3: <laughs> yes, and then she's running around, and it's a really good thing that everybody is speaking in expository dialogue, or else she'd be awfully confused. She's like, "It's me, Charles, your husband." Yeah,
2: <laughs> like every
3: everybody got to explain where they are and what they're doing throughout every scene.
2: <laughs> I think that's funny. I think that that's like referential, but I mean, that's maybe that's just me.
3: All the all the physical humor with his leg getting hurt over and over and over again is pretty fucking funny. Like when the the guy jumps across the table and lands right on his leg and he's just freaking out like, ah! like And then um the the three vampire girls corner her and I'm like, Oh she's for sure dead I mean it's three against one, you're back into a corner and nope, she's just like, Poke, 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 you're all dead. That was pretty <laughs> easy. This sick little combo kill you got there, that was pretty good. And then he eats her, yeah. So then John, I guess the, the like whatever roided out football guy comes in and uh He's looking around for them and just gets tossed right into that Phantom of the Opera display. Um, Which is fine, but I wanted to see how he died. Would it be a car bomb, a lightning bolt, a plunger to the face? I want to know. What's it going (laughs) to (laughs) be?
2: Dude, how hard do you think Matt's dick would have been if uh, when everything came to life the fucking phantom was like life at last <laughs> if,
3: if he like he came to life and he had that fucking piano right in front of him he just started playing Faust oh, I would have lost it I
1: would have lost my we, shit
3: we all would have lost our shit that would have been amazing God,
1: I keep listening to that fucking soundtrack
3: <laughs> me too I didn't for weeks and I'm back on it again Anybody, uh, everyone that's listening listen to the Phantom of the Paradise soundtrack so fucking good yeah,
1: yeah, f- future retroactive episode of a uh, horror movie club for sure or horror I, movie night Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, um, do you think that I should save
2: my metal cover of Life at Last for then because I'm, I have it on my to-do list for this month to finally make that happen.
1: Yeah, let's save it for them. We'll do it as a bonus
2: episode. <laughs> okay, how long do I have to wait? Because I really don't want to wait too long. Well, you just do
3: it, and we'll listen to it, yeah. and then we'll just tell yeah. everyone how awesome it is yeah. and get them all hyped.
1: Yeah, when it's when it's ready, we'll do the. Uh, that'll be when we do that retroactive episode.
2: Okay, imagine at the gates singing that song. That yeah. probably means nothing to you, Matt, but maybe Adam gets it. Anyway. Continue your notes, bro. <laughs> uh,
3: the bad cop is also a pretty badly acted cop. Pretty terrible.
2: He's, he's no guy from Alligator, though.
3: Oh, uh... <laughs> 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 what, what was that? What was that? That's a mating call.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Another retroactive future episode. Um...
2: I think that should be the first one.
3: Suggested reading for canon this week is Mind Comp, and we expect a forty-page essay on what's great about 16,
2: 60, Sixty page, page. Sorry, yep. yeah, or, for, or... for his insolence. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I cannot get away from Nazis and horror movies because I finished. Uh, well, we'll get to this, but I, I watched more of the fucking Puffmaster movies. So over the course of the last ten days, I watched like fifteen movies with Nazis in them. I can't handle it. <laughs>
1: but you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're almost done. The bottom, I'm almost fucking
3: done. <laughs> um. Then the cop just straight carves a huge chunk out of that chick's face.
2: Yeah, like, what? And he's like, nah, I don't want to touch it, I don't want to touch it, I'll oh, fuck it. Like, that. that totally invalidates any DNA that he would be trying to get from her. Right,
3: and he's, like, sneaking in there, too, to try and, like, do this sneakily. Like, that's really fucking obvious the second you're yeah, gone, take... they're
2: going to go. Take it from, like, the inner thigh under the, the, the dress or something, and then the real fucking annoying part is that he starts smoking a cigarette! Like, <laughs> oh, I, I snuck in, who cares if I get out without being caught? I'll smoke this cigarette.
3: Dude, people are never not smoking cigarettes in this movie. It's constant people smoking. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> this triggers me. Does the, does the mummy scene come directly after this? I believe so, yeah. Yes, alright, so we get another couple of head pops there. And then, uh, he gets thrown into the sarcophagi to die with that chick, which is pretty brutal. All um right.
1: so this actually, that scene reminds me, uh, because, you know, I was that kid who would walk around the video store and, like, really fucking inspect every VHS cover. Of <laughs> all of the gnarly shit that happens in this fucking movie, the only image on the back of the cover... Is just is the mummy with its hands open, and that that was probably a huge reason why I didn't rent this movie right away. Was like, there's got to be more than that, right? Like, (laughs) why
2: wasn't they put the werewolf? The werewolf is the first one, and the werewolf is one of the better creatures. Like, I I don't know, it just seems so arbitrary and strange.
3: Yeah, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Man, we tend to watch a lot of movies where people sell their soul to the devil, eh? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because pretty common trope. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We get a close-up of the vat of wax, so we definitely know somebody's going in there before the end of the movie. Oh, which Um, just
2: looks like a bunch of milk. I mean, personally, I'd rather fall into a vat of wax.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Boiling, boiling milk or boiling.
2: Hot milk or hot wax? You choose. (laughs) Uh,
3: If either one is boiling, I don't want to go in fucking either. Warm milk or warm wax, I think I'll take the wax, but... (laughs) Okay, Here's, here's my biggest issue with this movie. They say that they've got those 18 things from 18 of the most evil people in all of history. Um, and that's when they start... This is the point in the movie where they introduce the Marquis de Sade. Totally makes sense. Totally shitty guy. Piece of garbage. Real evil. Uh, why is there a pack of zombies? Why is yeah. there... Why is there an alien? What did the wolfman do that he's the most evil creature... What did Frankenstein do? Who
1: Frankenstein didn't cares. do anything.
2: See, who <laughs> cares? Like it, it doesn't matter. Don't try and talk about the plot holes in this film because <laughs> it is totally null and void, irrelevant. Yes. You get to see every kind of monster. Don't complain. That
3: yeah, I'm like, all right. So this movie doesn't even know what its own plot is about. Whatever, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. All right, then we get the whole scene with the marquis decide, which I would like if we could just glaze right over it and never talk about it because it made me uncomfortable. It was super (laughs) fucking weird, and I hated every minute of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I also
2: i hate the the amount of time that they spend on the marquis. Like he's not even that entertaining. No, right.
3: Make uh, make the werewolf or something the main and bad guy that you have to defeat. Don't give me this weird fucking shit with that because it's because they said the eighteen most evil people in history, and then they had to introduce an actual historical figure. But god damn, they could anybody else except that. That was so fucking. And he's all like talking about orgasms at the end of the whip, and the chick is like begging to be beat more. I'm like. Where is this? What, how, what movie am I watching
2: now? Like, that didn't arouse you?
3: Well, yeah, I was hard as a rock, but I hated myself for it. Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking, I hate you, Adam, so much. <laughs> Matt only hates
2: you because he masturbated furiously during that part. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, he thought we were all going to commiserate. And you know, we're like, "Yeah, bro, me too."
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we just talk side note for a second about all the awesome clothes that Sarah wears? They're like, "Oh, let's make her a good girl," and so they dress her up like she's from the fifties. That made me hard. So yeah, there we go. So
3: Did you also continue. notice that after the whipping? she had zero fucking marks on her back whatsoever. No, no,
2: no, no, I thought that too and then when you see a close-up of them actually go through the um, the portal, like the the I love, oh man, I, I love how back in the day, back in the 80s before CGI was like affordable um, they would hand paint celluloid that was so cool, like you know, like the blue when he puts his hand through you know, and all that um, but yeah, when they walk through it to get her out of the marquee Um, she actually does have, uh, cuts on her back. But it's just not a whole lot of blood, and so it doesn't look like it.
3: Yeah. Okay, makes sense. And that that effect actually was pretty good. It was pretty smooth every time. This wasn't no, like, lawnmower man or fucking brain scan or something with, like, horrible (laughs) painted-on lightning shit. It it looked alright. It looked pretty good. And then their two friends show up, and, like, I guess, is there some sort of weird time warp within the displays? Because they die, like... Bang, bang, just like that. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, It's. I'm pretty sure that it's that time moves much faster inside them.
3: Uh, yeah, but er, we're left with the knowledge that a woman just went in there and got beat to death by the Marquis de Sade, so that's real. But, fucked okay,
2: up. quick question for you two guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the two assholes that come in um, and the one guy gets eaten by the zombies and the other girl is the one who goes in the marquee. Are they their, the, their punk friends that, like...
3: Yeah, they're know, the ones uh, like, at the beginning that were like, let's watch a horror movie. And she's like, oh, that's an original idea, hon.
2: Yeah, okay, I just wanted to make sure. I thought it was, but I, they just don't look the same. And you never get a close-up of them until, like, the very end. Also, that was so dumb when the chick, like, when everybody comes to life and the chick who got killed by the marquee is, like, quote-unquote evil now and she's like, Oh, Mark, I know you always wanted me. Like, that that comes out of left field and is so stupid and unnecessary.
3: Right? Like, it was supposed to be that you go in there to be some innocent virgin sacrifice, so why do you come out as some weird, like, sexed-up fucking, like, submissive pervert thing? I don't... Don't don't work the plot holes in this movie, Scott. I know. (laughs) I know.
2: It's it's hard. Just like your penis was after that scene. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs)
3: All right, so now all the displays are coming to life, and we never really got a close look at a lot of them, but there's, like, aliens and killer babies and, uh... Oh, the killer baby
2: was hilarious because somebody fucking kicks it!
3: (laughs) Yeah, they, like, kick it, it lands in a cage, and then they blow it up with a shotgun. I was like,
2: yeah! Does that count as as head trauma? I'm pretty sure it counts.
3: Yeah, I must say, yeah. Um, I think
2: we're in double digits here. Yeah. Pretty sure.
3: I mean, if you hit a baby with a shotgun, no matter what, you're going to get head trauma on that baby. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. So, now we're at the end fight scene. Super fucking ridiculous. We get all that shit, like, the dude in the wheelchair is running around stabbing people with a sword, and I'm like, you know, fully functional able-bodied people are getting killed left, right, and center. That guy makes it all the way to the end, man. I guess it's his super cool racing stripes that he put all over his wheelchair. <laughs> That's keeping him How did
2: he have time to get everybody there and then make that stupid like cardboard <laughs> add-on to his stupid wheelchair? Um, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's it's well-deserved comedic relief in this film. That that bugged me the first time I watched it as like uh, in high school. I was like, "Come on, really? This is killing my buzz." But then I've come to appreciate it.
3: I called the Wax Vat, uh, because we get Lincoln The Wax Vat. The Wax Vat. Yeah, we see the little guy get killed. We see, uh, you know, Lurch get stabbed ever so slightly in the chest. We also see... I'm dead now. (laughs) We We also see his butler get very, very, like, just a flesh wound stabbed in the chest. And they have a scene where he's like well, it's too late for me now. And I'm like, you barely even have a scratch, dude. Like, what are you talking about? You don't
2: think that's funny? I thought that was hilarious.
3: I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a lot of the intentional... I mean, I was still laughing at it anyways, but I was laughing at it thinking that the the filmmakers had no idea why that I would be laughing at it.
2: Okay, for sure, the butler was intentionally ridiculous. I promise you.
3: Okay. And then it closes out with It's my party and I'll cry if I want to, which I don't understand. Why did they use that movie or that music? I don't get it.
2: I don't either. It's there's not enough fifties references in this movie to warrant it. What they what what I would have loved is if they would have had shit tons of fifties references because they could have done that with like they could have had all the universal monsters and they could have yeah, you know, I don't know, it could have been more of a pastiche towards that style, plus Sarah's outfit outfits. And then they could have had, you know, like, just
1: 50s music. I mean... This movie could have even taken place in the 50s and 60s, and it wouldn't have really changed that much about the actual film. Dude, that would have been amazing.
2: Let's remake it.
1: <laughs> Is this going to be the segment where we try to remake the movie? Just <laughs> <laughs> if that well,
2: right. becomes, like, a regular thing with every movie that the three of us are jerking off about, I have no problem. <laughs> okay. So, uh, fade in. Close-up shot.
3: It's a sign. It says, Welcome to Cheeseburger Town all right um (laughs) we're down to the local mall everybody's playing ddr and moon boots (laughs) um everybody talks
2: shitty slang
3: (laughs) so uh yeah uh uh, i have my final synopsis here and it just says fucking awesome
1: (laughs) Uh, so all in all a good pick on on well the Our opinion is it's a good pick Which usually means that the rest of the people uh, Over on the Reddit Horror Club Are going to fucking hate it Uh, How is that possible? There's
2: nothing to hate about this movie It is so Even the bad shit is so middle of the road I I think the Facebook
1: group people are going to love it I just think that sometimes the Reddit people Like to nitpick Things that we specifically like Um,
3: Well we spent The last three years stomping on all their picks (laughs) (laughs) It's just fair It's only
1: fair
0: To this damn show, damn it! You're the in. Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sneeds. That's the ad. That's, That's the ad. That's the
1: ad. Yeah. Uh, so, do we want to talk about what we watched this week? Oh, hell yes! <laughs> All right. Do we want to save Scott for last again? Since we he's always been want to suffering. Save for last. All right. Let's start with Adam.
3: Um, I finished season one of American Horror Story, and uh, it was you okay. You put yourself
2: through the entire first season of that.
3: Whole first season, and it almost makes it worth it for the last episode. There's a, a there's an ending in the last episode where I was like, ah, oh, you know what? That kind of made it worth. Wear- oh, it's still going. Oh, there's yep. three more fucking endings. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. This sucks. Um, you gonna watch then I- season two? I've started into season two oh. regrettably already. Wait,
2: no. wait, wait, wait! Are you doing? Are you? Were you inspired by my desire to put myself through the entire Puppet Master series? <laughs> and you're doing the same thing with American Horror Story because yours has way more dedication, and you're you have way more free time than me too.
3: I'm I'm just punishing myself, I guess. I don't fucking. I'm I'm the most. You're punishing
2: yourself for that fucking awkward boner. <laughs> <doing that>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it's not. <laughs> Why do people like this fucking show, though? Like, I don't quite understand it. I really. It's not because
2: that... it's like easily marketable. It's kind of like just creepy enough, but it's got a lot. It's just throw. It's it's basically like the kitchen sink of of like horror TV, but you don't have to like really follow anything because. I feel like there's enough, I mean, I don't know, I I watched enough episodes to feel like there was a lot of exposition that was like, last week on American Horror Story, but like in so many words, so I think that it's kind of like watching sports,
1: but with monsters. (laughs) I would watch sports with monsters, I don't know if I'd watch American Horror Story.
2: Dude, oh, do you guys remember that cartoon where they were like mutants, but they were a football team?
1: Well, there was the video game, wasn't there?
2: Ah, uh, mutants! You'll uh, have to post
3: that in the discussion thread because I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I,
1: I remember the. I can't remember what it was called. I always forget the name. But there was definitely uh, a, sure, a horror uh, movie, high school TV series that like Rick Moranis had something to do with. Mutant League,
2: and it's based on the video game. Yeah. Mutant Football and Mutant League hockey. Oh, it's it's bad. I cannot wait to uh to to post that in the threads. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um and I uh, other than that I haven't been watching much but music plug I've been listening to a lot of Father John Misty and uh I've been enjoying that a lot it's not I don't think it's either your style but maybe somebody I, else w- What is it? Um it's weird like Americana folk rock kind of stuff I love folk I live rocks. in
2: America and I don't need Americana in my life <laughs> see, Except... I love, like, bluegrass and folk
1: rock stuff, so I'll probably check that out, actually.
3: Mm, I can't. It's, that's not what it is. I can't properly describe it. Have I'll you check heard...
1: it out and decide for myself.
3: You Have know, you I'm not heard that song, it, anyway. Have you not heard that song, Hollywood Forever Cemetery?
1: No. no. No? I've been to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery.
3: Well, I mean, look up that song, maybe, okay. and see if you like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. So, Matt?
1: All right, so uh, after, like, five or six years of... or Probably not that long. After, like... Th- Three or four years, uh, I finally finished the entire series of Psych, and uh, I liked it. I think it's a good show. Uh, I enjoy Psych. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Weird ass movie night. We watched Godzilla's Revenge, which is widely considered the worst Godzilla movie ever made, and uh, that's probably right. But I still fucking love it. Uh, it's <laughs> it kind of to tie in with what Scott's going to be discussing later. It's a clip show. It was the first Godzilla movie marketed to kids and they didn't want to spend a ton of money so they just took like five or six of the best fight scenes from the previous Godzilla movies and uh, just reused the fight scenes (laughs) and made it about a kid who has no friends so he fantasizes going to Monster Island and hanging out with Godzilla and uh, that's the whole plot line for the whole movie. It's, (laughs) It's awful. But it's not as awful as The Hip Hop Witch, which I watched on Netflix. what <laughs> oh, fuck?
2: So, do you do this? <laughs> I asked him the same
1: fucking question. Starring Eminem and Ja Rule <laughs> among yeah, various other That's why.
2: I would
3: fucking watch that. Just for the <laughs> comedic value of seeing those. Oh, my God. So,
1: so the movie – so, here's the confusing thing about The Hip Hop Witch. Is that it was from that era where there was like forty Blair Witch Project parody films uh, all out at the exact same time? I remember specifically one called the Bogus Witch, the Bogus Witch Project, starring Pauly Shore. And in the uh, in, in the this particular film was a music video director made it, uh, and you can tell that he did not talk to any of the rappers about what the hip hop witch looked like. He would just. <laughs> Have them tell stories of being haunted by the hip-hop witch. So none of them give a, a the same description of what this witch looks like. Like, it's all very dramatically different. Um, Dude, how did
2: you leave out the fact that Vanilla Ice and Vitamin C are in this?
1: Okay, well, because I was trying to get to that. I mean, I can spoil the movie for you because it's not worth watching. But Vanilla Ice is revealed to be the hip-hop witch.
3: Vanilla Ice is? Yeah,
1: but here's Which the thing. Hip warlock though. Okay, so so here's the here's the thing what it all comes down to. So this guy is a music video director. So you'd imagine that he directed rap music videos if he's making The Hip Hop Witch, but you'd be wrong. The list of bands, this is just some of the bands that he's made music videos for. Agnostic Front, Alter Bridge, Anthrax, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, Fallout Boy, Guns N' Roses a shit ton of hate breed music videos so all this guy's just taking,
3: he's taking a very long and expensive piss
1: <laughs> uh, Cottonmouth May yeah, Mayday Parade Mudvayne <laughs> we get the idea yeah, yeah and he made every Soldier Boy video <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah the movie's garbage um, but one of the good films that I did watch this week is on Netflix called uh, Fat Kid Rules the World uh, it's Matthew Lillard's directorial debut and uh, it's pretty, it's way better than I thought it would be. It's uh, about a fat kid who's suicidal and he becomes friends with a a pill-poppin' punk rock kid and they decide to form a band together. And it kind of just has the, uh, it's a cliche story of like two people who shouldn't be, like the two unlikely friendships that help each other out or whatever. Uh, And also uh, BattleBots is on television again and I've been watching it every single week on Hulu and it's pretty fucking awesome. Scott, what did you watch this week? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, um, so as mentioned earlier I finished well I finished the Puppet Master series um, and it's shit Uh, Puppet Master Legacy I may I think that I have a new record for fastest movie watch because that hour and 10 minutes got done in about 15 (laughs) um, because I just fast forwarded through to watch the discussions that go on in the uh in the, the like the, the cut scene, before each cutscene, um, the Laura Croft wannabe girl um, who is like Ms. Exposition basically uh, looked her up, she looked familiar she wasn't familiar uh, pretty fucking terrible in general and she was overacting her way to nowhere it, it was just really really bad um, and it tried to make continuity out of the previous seven movies and still failed uh, at least they admitted the fact that Toulon was resurrected in part two and tried to turn some random chick into a full size doll to live forever with him and failed. Then I watched the other two, uh, 9 and 10, and uh, Axis of Evil and Axis Rising. And uh, the best part about those two movies is the fact that neither of them are very watchable, but. I love the fact that between the two movies, there was only a two year span. one was 2010, one was 2012. They got all new actors to play the remaining live char- living characters, uh, which is just ridiculous to me because I'm like, what the fuck were the other two people doing? Like were they really that- were they- their careers didn't get launched after doing uh, after doing Access of Evil. So it's not like they were too busy to, to come and do that. So so thank god I'm done with the actual puppet master movies I am now submitting my my senses to the grueling task of watching demonic toys versus puppet master while also watching demonic toys i'm going to watch them in tandem doing like 15 minute breaks away from the garbage that is the the crossover to actually watch demonic toys which is probably bad but in a full moon type way so no demonic,
1: uh, demonic toys is is a decent enough movie and both demonic toys and dollman versus demonic toys are like Literally seventy-minute movies, like they're so fucking short and fast. But demonic toys, like the the plot line is fucking garbage. But it's that er that early '90s full moon where they actually gave a shit about the special effects, which is like all but gone when you get to demonic toys versus uh, puppet master. If for no other reason by how fucking neutered the jack in the box character is in that movie compared to how badass he is in the original film.
2: Uh, also, I mean, I haven't gotten super far in the pubmaster versus vs. Demonic Toys, but all of the puppets look like shit! Yeah,
1: no, They look that, terrible! Well, it was a it's sci-fi, sci-fi like... produced sequel, so, like-
2: I, I understand that, but the, the, the fact remains is that they, like, I don't know how they could have made it look so bad, but they really-
3: Sorry, man, they dumped all their money into Corey Feldman.
2: Yeah. I guess so, yeah. um- Uh, So, on 4th of July, Megan and I stayed in, and um, in true patriot fashion, we watched a British spy movie called uh, Kingman, The Secret Service, uh, starring Colin Firth and Michael Caine and uh, and, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. It was ironic to the max that we were watching on the 4th of July, and uh, actually a really fun movie. I have also started watching, and I got sidetracked watching the rest of the uh, Puppet Master movies, but uh, Campfire Tales from, was that 1996? It's i right? Awesome, well, I'm only, I'm only in like 10, 15 minutes right now, and I love the fact that fucking Dean Cain and Amy Smart are in the beginning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or is,
2: yeah, Dean Cain, no.
1: But definitely Amy Smart. I can't remember who the guy is. Um, the guy. Oh no 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 not Dean Kane. Uh, uh uh
2: um James Marsden. Yes it, yes yes. And and the funny thing is is that I started watching that while Megan was not really watching, but she was editing photos. Um and the movie The Best of Me was on um on on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. And I'm like, Megan, I'm pretty sure that James Marsden is on both of our screens right now <laughs> and she's like what cuz James Marsden is the main character in that movie uh and and he was like in the 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 hookman part of Campfire Tales and it was just a really weird coincidence and uh so yeah i, I think that that's everything that i've actually watched um i watched the first 10 minutes of Piranha 2010 for for Adam's upcoming pick and um so far i cannot wait for everyone to die <laughs>
1: Uh, so I I will because I'm pretty sure you're watching Campfire Tales because it was on that long list of movies yes. where I'm like you should watch yes. these. Yeah. Uh, Campfire Tales <laughs> is genuinely when I was a kid like one of my favorite movies like ranked right up there with Frighteners. I don't so think it's be shit right. Uh I, no no I still like Campfire Tales but it like there's there's going to be no surprises. It's literally just them doing famous urban legends, like just filming famous urban legend stories. So like don't expect any crazy twists but I will say that I remember the second story when I was a kid being pretty terrifying and uh, even now as an adult it's a pretty weird segment in like what's otherwise a pretty laid back uh, type of film. Like, <laughs> so It, it feels it, like it's
2: pretty slow, like I, I'm probably going to be using that fast forward button
1: I, I don't a think bit. so. There's a, there's enough. The other thing is like there's at least five or six other like oh shit this person was in this like all like a lot of like before they were famous people make cameos in the story so that's always kind of fun. It's not a terrible movie. I enjoy it, uh, but I don't know. For a while, I was like maybe I'll pick that for horror club, and i absolutely slowly thought maybe not. <laughs> that's <was> stopped it before. <laughs> so we uh, so that was our discussion of Waxworks. Uh, next week we will we'll go from being sucked into wax museum displays and instead talk about being sucked into television sets when we discuss video Videodrome. So thank you once again for listening to the Horror Movie Night podcast. As always, you can check us out on all the many different places that we exist on the internet, including our Facebook group or on reddit.com backslash horrorclub or our SoundCloud page. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at HMNpodcast.com and feel free to send us an email at hmn at gmail dot com and most importantly subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already and send us a rating and review. Ask us whatever questions you really want. I, I'm trying to think of a good question to tie into wax works uh, uh wax work though. Whose wax
2: wiener do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, send
3: us a, send us in a picture of your wax one.
1: <laughs>
2: and always I want to see how your wax works, guys. <laughs>
1: Uh, Special thanks, as always, to Geekscape.net for uh, giving us the opportunity to be on their website. So check out some of their podcasts, including the Geekscape Games podcast, the Geekscape podcast, and there's this idiot who has a St. Mort Show thing on there, too, but you don't really need to listen to that. Uh, Thanks, and join us again next week when we'll be discussing video drones.
0: damn it the (laughs) napping through happy hour podcast brought to you by geekscape real life real drama real time i'm gary Sneeds. That's that's the ad that's the ad that's the ad
1: you're listening to the geekscape network